0: You know in America people want to be a lot of different things. Some kids dream up and they say, "Hey, I want to be a ninja or I want to be a superhero or I want to be people who make like lab rats and medicines or I want to be the person who maybe creates Viagra or I want to make wine and stuff like that." My name's Connor Falk, that C O N N E R F A L K. Sounds like a bad word, but it's not. And personally, I always want to work in some version of sports or movies is things I always liked, so entertainment in general. And now I'm at the point where I know enough about that I can give some pretty damn falcon good analysis. And that's what I'm here for today. This is the Comic-Con edition of the set show Sports Entertainment Talk. Today's mostly going to be talking about entertainment. I have Miguel Felix here, another movie analyst, I can call him like that. Am I going to say he's up to my level? Uh, not necessarily to his face, but um, he's pretty good, and I have him on the show. Miguel, are you excited to be here today?
1: Connor, thank you for bringing me back. It was so, f- so much fun the last time. I'm glad you brought me on back.
0: And you sound just as charming and witty as you did before. Yeah. I've seen you've learned a lot as Jesse Eisenberg's stunt double.
1: You know, he's taught me many things over the years that we've spent together. So many good things. Many good things. Now, okay, Relating to Comic Con, actually, you know? he's exactly like Luther. So. exactly.
0: So Comic Con for people like us, it is the movie event of the year. You know, there's multiple Comic Cons now, but there's the one official one that's San Diego Comic Con, hashtag SDCC, as you see on every social media right now. Now, I'm glad we have you on here. One of the reasons also that I can talk some movies with you is because you've actually been there multiple times. Quick outlet for someone who's never been there. How many times have you been? And uh, what is the overall logistic? logistical kind of things that you have to manage when going to a big event like comic-con which has gotten bigger each year
1: yeah and and the the funny thing is I actually haven't been able to get in the last few years because it's so big it's there's so many people now it's uh, it's at the San Diego Comic Convention Center it's it's they've actually developed more halls because of the fact it's been so big and so growing Uh, I've gone I went uh, five years in a row um, from the age of 13 to 17 18 years old uh, all through high school pretty much and a little bit before uh, and I've just steadily seen it grow over the years. Like when I first started going, you know, it, there was a lot of foot traffic. Yeah, but you can you can sit in line and still get into your event and still see everything you wanted to see in all in one day.
0: And it's at the San Diego Convention Center, right? Yes. So that's kind of funny that it's called SDCC, but also would be regardless San Diego Comic Con, San Diego Convention <laughs> Center. Center. All right. That's, so works one of those things well. from there. So um, uh, transportation-wise, you can stay at a hotel not too far. Or what? Yeah,
1: there's. I mean, it's right downtown. It's near the uh, like Petco Park and everything. So there's it's like a Metropolis down there. So there's a lot of hotels and stuff. Like when I went there. We actually stayed with her friend's uh, grandma, and we actually just took the trolley, in and it made it a lot easier because you know just one stop there and back, and you, pretty, know, you didn't have to deal with any cars. Is right. it safe
0: to assume that pretty much everyone in San Diego around that point is there just for Comic Con? Oh yeah, so you yeah, get to meet the, a lot of people. All the shops,
1: yeah, all the shops know that they're Comic Con. You see literally at every stop someone dressed in new, different costume, cosplaying. You know, you'll see a Stormtrooper one, you know, you'll see you know uh, a Joker in the other. So, so as a
0: movie fan, you would say your Comic Con experience was great. I mean, it's part oh, of yeah. what brought you here to be on a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. About I mean,
1: I, I mean, I. I wish we had more time to talk. I can tell you about each of the individual stories. But, I mean, I've met, you know, I've seen some crazy things. I've seen some exclusives. I got to see, you know, movies before they premiere in America. So it's all these these events that you get, these special, you know, access to these events. And-
0: well, I'm glad you talked about that because it's the perks. And yeah. that's why I think people want to go to Comic-Con is to get all the perks of things that you would normally get as just a regular viewer. So since you've gone so many times, what was kind of the coolest um, I don't know, coolest like panel, coolest situation you got to see about a movie or whatnot, and then we'll go on to what was the what was the coolest thing you got to see before everyone, like you said, okay, and then who was the best high most most high profile coolest celebrity you got to meet?
1: Okay, so God, there's been some crazy like events. Throughout the years I've gone. I think probably the coolest one I've seen, though, was... Uh, it coolest.
0: Was, We're going for cool. So a combination of really cool and the coolest. Okay. Making it for a cooliosis combination. Cooliosist.
1: Okay. So let me pick the right one, then. What uh, would no, Connor do, basically? So uh, it was basically the King Kong okay. panel. So that was really cool because it was Jack Black, Adrian Brody, and... Uh,
0: Directed by Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Ring director and everything. Naomi Watts. Naomi
1: Watts, thank you. I was, that was slipping my mind. Okay. And uh, it was great. We know, we got to talk about. But the best thing about that actually was at the end, for the last forty five minutes, Tenacious D came out, Jack Black's band, and he nice. played for a whole concert for us at the very end of the show. So that was just, and it was worth it because I spent the entire day in that hall, just that one hall, to see everything that was happening. Because you got, it was exclusive access to like all the new upcoming movies. Uh, and basically, I went from i believe it was like seven in the morning till about and these these are
0: press conferences when you hang out with yeah they 're basically each of these movies introducing the actors yeah i 'm
1: sorry let me I, let me uh, elaborate on that yeah, so basically the it's the entire cast, you know, writer, director, actors, all that, and they come out on stage and they basically present you. They give the presentation of what they've been working on, or you know, little Comic-Con sneak peeks, and they, you know, you may get a trailer, you may get some footage, you may get, any, but you definitely get some great, great stories from the actors, or you know, via the director or whatnot. And yeah, it's, it's worth, you know, it's worth the wait. Basically. So it was
0: one of the cooler panels. there's was a big movie coming out from a big director and uh, Adrian Brody. I know you're a fan of yeah. his. Oh, yeah. um, I'm glad you brought up Jack Black and Tenacious D. I know you're also a Tenacious D fan. Oh. Huge uh, me as well, Jack Black. A lot of people don't know how good of a musician, how talented he really is. Ooh. So Tenacious D and his partners, who it's Kenny, it's uh, Kyle, Kyle Gass, Gass who went to who's Juilliard trained, yeah, who is also you know another phenom when it comes to being a musician. So Jack Black is multi-talented, and I think that for the viewers who wonder where he gets his talent, I think that would make a lot of sense of why he's such a performer.
1: Oh yeah, and you can see it in his way he acts. I mean, he's, yeah. he's full body. I mean, he comes from theater. You can tell that yeah. he just his comedy roles, and then yes, his music. It's just you know, it's 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 uh, it's out there. When, yeah, he sings, when he
0: sings, him. he's very animated. So I think it's one of those things you can tell. You can tell a game from the theater. You can tell that he has a whole different, it, performing-wise, he can do it either way, hosting, yeah. acting, or just being a, a singer in some ways with Tenacious D. Check them out. They had a great HBO show from there. Now, next thing would be the uh, coolest thing you have to see before everyone else by going to Comic-Con. Um,
1: I would say this was really cool. Uh, it kind of actually falls in the line of both like who I met and the coolest thing so okay. um, we're gonna was, combine them here on the set show yes we're <laughs> combining a two bang for segments. your buck
0: this is America efficiency uh,
1: so basically it was a midnight showing of Shaun of the Dead okay. and it was the very first American screening of Shaun of the Dead okay. and you know that movie has gone on to be you know a huge sensation uh, giving Simon Pegg you know leeway to be in all these you know upcoming Mission Impossible movie and, all, and whatnot yeah and if you, haven't, if you and, haven't
0: seen Shaun of the Dead the thing that kind of made that movie different and kind of stick out was that it was a comedy take on the zombie way of life or whatnot, so you have you know the apocalypse right now. of Zombies taking over in England. Then you have a guy and his buddy, just people working regular jobs in their thirties. Kind of, we-
1: kind of, not the not the brightest. Yeah, not the know. brightest. Just so a regular guy. They kind of don't see what's happening, but the, the best thing is to see it unfold with that you know yeah. through their eyes. having so.
0: relationship problems. The, uh, Simon Pegg was played by Sean um, Edgar Wright, who became a big director for these guys. Nick Frost was the other actor. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye's in the movie oh, as well. Yeah. He plays his stepdad. Uh, so that was a really big movie for him. So you're saying you saw the midnight showing and yeah. then. What
1: before before everybody else so that was that already that's just that's one of the perks of comic con you get to see these movies before anybody else and it was a huge hit and then the next day when i was you know at another one of the actually waiting for that comic uh king kong uh press conference uh was we, just hanging around in the convention and who did i run into i ran into sean uh simon pegg simon pegg and you know nobody had really known who he was yet because he had just come off the show called spaced yes which is a great show it's if on netflix now it? it's an english show Oh, wow. I didn't know it was on Netflix. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, check it out, guys. That's a great show. It's Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, and Simon Pegg. It's kind of where they all started. And, uh, you know, he was in there, and I introduced myself, and I got to meet Simon, uh, Sean... P- oh, my Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm confusing it. Simon Pegg, I got to meet him, and it was just, it really blew my mind. Cause... You wanted
0: to meet Sean Penn, but you ended up meeting yeah, Simon exactly. Pegg. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just stick with him Because I saw the, the, the actors are going from there. So Simon Pegg, from there, he does Shaun of the Dead. He does Mission Impossible 3. He comes in with that. He's a big actor on that. Star um, Trek. Star, there you go. Star Trek playing, uh, what is it, his name on Scotty. Scotty on mm-hmm. Star Trek taking over. So he's going to be in his third Star Trek third movie. Trek, yep. And he's also going to be his third Mission Impossible yep. movie this summer. And he's going to be in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, is he? I he's mean, playing like machines. Because oh. he's that good of friends with JJ Abrams, there, he just wanted to be part of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, he's going to
1: be like some sort of Stormtrooper. Like most Metroid of us would. Okay,
0: so you went there. You got to watch a really good movie. I know you like comedy, especially zombie movies. If there's anybody who's going to you know, put money or um, donate to a zombie bill of people who wants to make more zombie movies, it's going to be Miguel Felix and other people who wear Pulp Fiction shirts. Anyways, I so did get
1: to meet I mean, Tarantino. He was there too. I got to see you know, a Tarantino thing. For, it was for uh, Kill Bill. He was okay. talking about Kill Bill. So that was, you know, you get to see all these amazing things like Comic now i'm really saying to all your listeners out there you haven't if you have any opportunity to go get yourself out there how much it's, is it uh well it's definitely raised in price since i've been there but you know for a full it's it's six days now when i first started it, was, it used to only be just the weekend and it had one thing called a preview night where you'd go and you buy all your stuff and then the next three days friday saturday and sunday was all dedicated to these panels yeah well now it's opened up it's uh Two, it starts Thursday night now.
0: But it's two weekends, isn't it? Or no, no,
1: it's it's just one week. Okay. And it starts Wednesday now. That's the I'm sorry, it starts Tuesday night now. That's preview night and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday Sunday is all full of stuff now.
0: And TomCon just finished this 2015 year, yes. and that's part of why we're talking about it now. You can kind of get some analysis on what happened. Some of these movies you're going to see next summer, and you start starting to see these posters on the buses just around your life, you know. Now you can find out what they're actually about, and really, hopefully, some analysis lets you know if you should actually pay attention and watch these films. So, a uh, Comic-Con sounds like a really cool perk. Hopefully, someday I get to go. I've been told that if you work in television and rack up enough hours, which I can tell you what, if you work in television, you're going to rack up a damn lot of hours. Uh, I can concur that. Exactly, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully maybe get a pass to go in there so I'd love to go next year in San Diego a great place with the also the football team I think they're called the San Diego Super Underachievers Oh yes. anyways as a Raider fan I don't want to get too biased but Comic Con for me the most exciting <laughs> thing was getting to see all these trailers and number one for me I'm so excited dude Suicide Squad a DC movie I'm already more excited for this than I am like Avengers, the next Avengers, bro. I'm more excited for this than I am the Batman movie. We got Will Smith, we got Margaret Robbie, um, we have uh, Joel Kinnaman, we have Jai Courtney, we have basically every actor who is in movies now. Directed by David Ayer, End of Watch, Sabotage makes very dark movies, and uh, for someone who's not as what? Training day. A training day. I mean, well, writer and training that shows day
1: shows you exactly what kind of exactly. mindset he yeah, has. Yeah, he loves
0: Los Angeles crime and guns and forty fives that Los are Los happening. Angeles. I think from there. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Suicide Squad. Why don't you just give me an update? You, since you're kind of always more more of a comic book guy, kind of give me the little synopsis of what Suicide Squad. is.
1: Yeah, I'll on. give you what what I know. I don't know exactly what they're gonna how they're gonna transcribe it to film format, but what I know is the Suicide Squad is created by Amanda Waller who works for like the uh, you know CIA basically and what they're doing is they're taking a team of uh, super criminals and putting them into situations where uh, you know America can't touch but they need so- and they need something taken care of. So they send this team in because they know if anything goes wrong they can just you know they have no link to the American people they- they're just criminals and they they're, exp- they're expendable basically. So
0: the gray area of life Oh yeah, exactly like yeah.
1: all these black op missions that, that we as Americans can't touch, we go ahead and send the suicides. Or at in. least we can't touch publicly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We don't want our fingerprints all over it. So yeah, it's, and, and basically it's, it's made up of a bunch of mostly Batman villains, but they also, it's the DC world. So all, they, all these villains kind of, you know, in inter, intertwined with all the other superheroes, but it's mainly, it's always been about it's dead shot, Harley Quinn, Uh, Those have been mostly the main two that have stuck around for the whole uh, incarnation of all these, you know, of the different Suicide Squads. So the movie is definitely adding some more characters. Um, I know I saw like Killer Croc and then Captain Boomerang and um, Rick Flag. So there's a a lot of new characters. Was Rick Flag
0: a Batman villain?
1: You know what? I, I, I'm not 100% sure on exactly which his mythology comes from, but I know he's dealt with Batman before, but I think he's also come from one of the other DC Comics, but I don't want to get into that because I don't know exactly. Do you think
0: the fact that you don't know who Rick Flagg is is why you've never won a fantasy championship?
1: <laughs> uh, first of all, I have won a fantasy championship. You know this, in our league.
0: I just don't think anyone believes that you beat me in fantasy well, football.
1: Well, I was the first one to actually win that title, so all you football fans I'm just saying,
0: there. fans, if you're listening, I know if you think Connor, you must be pretty good at fantasy. I'm just saying... Congratulations, you're right. Okay, Suicide Squad, a bunch of villains, uh, basically when Batman can't go in because he's too politically correct, I guess at times, they have to send these guys in. You said Deadshot, played by Will Smith. Yes. Margaret Robbie's going to be playing Harley Quinn, and oh. I got to tell you, man, I'm not, I don't want to get crude here on the podcast, but uh, I am just a man uh, to start off, you okay. know, to, end to end. I'm always just going to be a guy. And I can't think of a finer human being right now, as a female, than uh, than Margaret Robbie. Right now, she's playing Harley Quinn, who was always kind of a sexy, in your face, um, bad bad girl, like in yeah. the comic books. So. I mean,
1: she's the casting. I think is they did a great job because she definitely embodies Harley Quinn, the yeah. you know, quick wit, psycho, crazy chick who just is drop dead gorgeous that you still so, want mean, to make out with, even exactly. how crazy I mean, she you, is. You you you'll whisk, you'll risk death. You're still into it.
0: So as a guy, when you're thinking with something else, you're like, oh, this is bad right now. Okay, (laughs) so Harley Quinn looks freaking awesome. And also Herb and Will Smith are going to be teaming up again in the last... A focus, year and right? a half the, focus. Yeah. Another universe, Another WB movie. So they're cool. staying inside the contracts makes, in the studio. Sense. So Suicide Squad, and then finish it off. You got to have Jared Leto. Oh, yes, taking was, over for yeah. the Joker. I mean, we can never com- try to compare it to Heath Ledger and say yeah. that it's going to be but better. I mean, but the Joker's always
1: been, you know, brought by different actors, and they've done a different thing with each other. Like Jack Nicholson. I think yeah. he did a great job with his first intake of the Joker, and then Heath Ledger just took it to the, you know, catching it up with modern times. And I think with. What David Ayers is going to do with the Joker is definitely going to be more of just a crazy, criminal just dark, depraved mindset. A little
0: more realism of a guy who would yeah. go crazy and be in gang scenarios, he's a druggie, you know, he yeah, does all exactly. kinds of different things. So. I mean, with
1: the, the new tattoo angle and the, the teeth. and the, Yeah. It's so definitely, I like the, what they're, the more edgier version of Joker. Right? I think that's kind of what yeah. they're, they're trying to get. Just
0: someone I time don't want I to ever know that I exist or know my <laughs> name, bro. That's, exactly. You don't, you don't to want
1: to do. be on his uh, his naughty list. I
0: don't want to be his radar. Okay, so the next big movie at Comic-Con, Batman versus a guy named Superman. This is in the DC world. This is actually going to come out before Suicide Squad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is set for an August release, 2016. Batman is coming out in uh, 2016 of March. Okay, yeah. So anyways. coming out earlier, it's kind of gonna kick off the summer franchise even faster. Something we talked about previously. It's what's happening now in movies, it's trying to release, release oh, yeah. faster and faster, so they don't have to compete against another big box office mega the, giant. The
1: summer season it starts in March. Now we can all admit that. Like exactly. March the minions the just made what over
0: 100 million. Ooh, yeah. Some kids movie. Highest, I mean, how hard was it to really create that? Not hard. You just had some jokes and kids love it. Parents have to take the kids to the movies because one, mm-hmm. either the want to get some rest for two hours yep. or two they just uh they don't want them to be yelling at them and giving them crap all week about hey you didn't take me to minions i hate my i hate you parent you it was know? good
1: timing too because it really wasn't you know there wasn't other than inside out there hasn't been a you know strong children's movie released this summer yet too so that yeah. would definitely and that stomped inside out too with an opening so okay
0: it was pretty good from there okay uh, so batman for superman most people know what's going on I and mean, we have man of steel this is the sequel we had to add batman because they were wanted to somehow compete with the avengers franchise and marvel so now batman play their by, DC universe now which yes yeah. They have to do that they have to catch up. Um unfortunately they have to do it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Marvel was able to really build these characters and then give them their own movies. Yeah, so. it's
1: too bad because Marvel has done a great job, you know, uh creating that universe in movies, while DC has done a great job creating television shows when they're creating their characters are meeting up in these these television shows they've created for Warner Brothers. And I think those do a great, you know, adaptation of the stories. But yes, now they're trying to catch up in the movie version of these characters. So we'll see how they do against the juggernaut known as Marvel
0: yes and we have Henry Cavill um, basically has one role and that's playing Clark Kent in any movie that he has uh, be it a British version or an American version and we have former Mr. Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck sorry rest <laughs> in peace uh, hope it works out um, there, we have a friend Justine Barrera who I think had a doing in that I don't know I think she was a maid or something I don't want to bring it up but she's she's the yeah, happiest person man. We can't she's the happiest person in America right that now have. that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are not together so hey all power to you um, I'll show up at the wedding I mean that'll be a pretty cool Batman wedding right i mean
1: yeah i mean it might be a little you know that might be a little you know standoffish you know you and ben i don't know we'll see how that goes
0: what i'll be cool ben you met him you met him in real life i did you worked with him yes See uh, someone who on the set show who met Ben Affleck was in a van with them for more than ten seconds. More than ten seconds. Everybody. I'm just saying, there's other podcasts out there who don't have things like that to drop. That's so true. if you got a That's reason true. to listen, Bad member Superman's two superheroes fighting a bunch of explosions <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. You're gonna check it out this summer. The next movie, you know well, more I mean, about like,
1: me. I'd like to. I mean, just really quick before we move on. I mean, I think what they're gonna do with Lex Luther and Jesse Eisenberg. Since we're talking about my, you know, my man Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I think he's gonna do a fantastic job with but aren't you him. jealous
0: for a way because that's you won't get to be in the movie
1: i mean he's he's gonna pull it off a little better i don't know if they want to you know a more urban feeling like Luther because that's what you get with me with my you know ambiguous ethnicity so yeah
0: you look like like uh, bruce wayne and ben kingsley had a baby and then that baby bad. was adopted by mark strong okay and then um mark strong is a british actor and then uh you had a professor played by hugh grant
1: Nice. I got a lot of English. And then you,
0: you met me as a friend, and then all that the Americanness dropped in and just made this <laughs> combination of a person who's now going to talk about a film, Deadpool. Deadpool. Now we're getting to Marvel no, right. and the X Men world. You know more about this as well. I do. You read comic books and read a lot more books in general, and you use calculators <laughs> more than I did. So Deadpool, what's it about? Why people? Why Why should they give a shit to check it out this summer?
1: Well, Deadpool is going to be the most roller coaster superhero ride you've seen yet of any superhero movies because he is completely different than anything we've seen before. Okay. What I find most fascinating about Deadpool is he's the only character in all these comics that understands he is a comic book character. Okay. And so he breaks the fourth wall, which in like acting is basically talking to the audience. He understands what he is. So he talks to you as the reader, as you're reading. Mm. So I'm very curious to see if they, you know, incorporate that into the movie because I mean, that's a huge part of Deadpool. What are his powers? Oh, okay. So Deadpool basically just a quick rundown is, uh, Wade Phillips, I'm sorry, not Wade Phillips, that's a The defensive coordinator.
0: Defensive. Father, or son of Bud Phillips, a really good coordinator for the uh, uh, the Eagles.
1: So basically Deadpool has, um, sorry, yes, I didn't know Creator of the that. 4-6 defense. Sorry, I decided to get all that football in. <laughs> Anyways, I'm uh, sorry, I'm bringing sports into the sports entertainment talk. And I, mean, then I the, can't help
0: but jump on it, so I'm sorry. Anyways, so we'll go Deadpool, back to Deadpool, Deadpool. basically
1: he, um, he has cancer all over his body. Okay. So he needs to find some way to stop that. He's dying, he's terminal. He's, yeah, he's terminal, he's okay. terminal. So he decides to go go to the Weapon X program, the okay. same program that made
0: Wolverine. Exactly. And he knows that Wolverine. Oh yeah, they, okay.
1: he knows. Well, he eventually learns of Wolverine later down the line. Like, obviously, we won't see that in this movie. But there's a team where it's all the Weapon X people and Wolverine, and Deadpool are on it. So that's the a Canadian team. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's X Force. It's a completely different thing.
0: Okay, sorry. Keep going. Um.
1: So basically, he decides to go to this program, and what it does is it gives him uh the regeneration ability, uh so he can't be hurt. Basically, okay. but what it does is scars his entire body.
0: So same thing as Wolverine that yeah. he gets stabbed or she gets shot, he's gonna heal himself immediately. Exactly. So one of the best
1: But it's because of he has anti antim- flowing through his body, so that's why it he kinda heals himself. He has
0: adamantium? Why or- does adamantium heal him?
1: It's 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 the healing factor basically. It's how they with adamantium. Yeah, it's with the weapon. It's like the weapon. How they infuse into his DNA basically. Okay,
0: adamantium is the most in the Marvel world. It is the undestructible metal of what Wolverine's claws are made out of. Yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman, the Australian guy who also sings a lot, so I'm suspicious of his (laughs) skill to be Wolverine. Anyways, uh, Ryan. Great job. Let's give him credit. Ryan Reynolds, a great Canadian actor, is playing Deadpool. Basically playing the role of his lifetime. Oh yeah, he
1: this he's perfectly cast for this.
0: Do you think it'll actually be better than Green Lantern though? Because that's one of the best movies. 2007.
1: You know it's going to be so tough to beat that movie. But Tim I Robbins, think... oh, Peter Sarsgaard. I can't even keep this facade. Up. Blake no, Lively, that, that movie... his future
0: wife Blake Lively. The chemistry on screen is unpalatable, dude. Now they have kids. They created life because and they were. Now he we can Green make Lantern. his
1: good movie. Now he was just doing you know Green Lantern to get with Blake Lively apparently, and now he's actually making the true superhero movie. He I Wonder if their make. kids
0: will like Green Lantern. They'll probably like because they'll see yeah, their mom and dad. Kids will like
1: Green Lantern, but I do yeah. So let's get back a little bit to Deadpool and. Basically, it's good. I'm really curious to see what kind of storyline they go with because Deadpool is kind of a little out there storyline wise. So I'd like to see how they're going to put it into a movie. But I think what they're going to do with it, like what I saw from the leak trailer, it looks great.
0: Yeah, the leak trailer, which we just saw on a free public site. We wouldn't search that out because we're not, you know, pirates or anything. We yeah, never no, do no. that. Anyways, okay, out of Deadpool and Suicide Squad, which one are you more excited for?
1: Huh, that's a bit tough.
0: I need you to answer faster though. This is okay. a time show.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know we're on time limit. Me... Uh, I would have to say, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say I'm a little bit more excited for Deadpool.
0: Gross. Are you more excited for Deadpool or Batman v Superman? I
1: think uh, Deadpool.
0: Are you more excited for Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman?
1: I think I'm more excited for Suicide Squad.
0: Are you more excited to watch me win another fantasy football championship or watch Deadpool?
1: Well, let's go ahead and say that you're not going to win another fantasy football. I'm saying that statement right now, July 13th.
0: Okay, well, I don't feel like that's going to happen. Either way, (laughs) there's a lot of competition on here. Twelve years we're going in, guys. So, I mean, if you like competition, my favorite part of hanging with my friends is talking to them about how I beat them in fantasy football. The sadness on their face is, is worth it. It really is. Ernesto Casillas... If you're listening, Miguel Felix, if you're listening, Josh Spidel. if you're listening, Josh Spidel's dad, Dan Spidel. if you're listening, all you guys, Matt Riley, I'm coming after you guys. Falcon football is here to stay, and we're Falcon going to win again.
1: And you wonder why there's a giant target on your back.
0: I embrace it. <laughs> Bring the target. It is it's a sign of respect. If, if I didn't matter, you guys wouldn't have any reason to have a target. Oh, okay. Okay? So competition so in general. Mm-hmm. Next, we were going to talk about some Walking Dead, but I'm sorry to make you sad. We're going to have to wait for another time for Walking Dead because that's we fine, we'll just... Do a whole yeah, we could talk about the show in Atlanta about zombies. It's going to be in L.A., which actually looks pretty good. Well, Check it out show. AMC, yeah, two, different, two different, different shows on AMC, where Breaking Bad was on. Um, X-Men. We just watched the trailer. X-Men Apocalypse, I believe, right? Yep, that's what it's
1: called.
0: So Apocalypse is, so this is like the last X-Men, kind of, yeah. right? This
1: is what the, well, they're, that's what they're saying. They're saying that this last X-Men is going to change the way these movies are and scene. But I'm really curious because... They still have Wolverine three, a Gambit movie, and Deadpool to all link together in X Men. So. Are those
0: all going to come out before the?
1: No, I think Apocalypse comes out first. Apocalypse yeah. comes out, first, and then and the then Wolverine knows. movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Apocalypse, since it is the last one, we can assume that he's like the baddest assest of all the X Men bad guys, right?
1: Yeah, I've been i been curious to when they're actually gonna they're gonna release him amongst the you know uh, uh, on the X Men because he is by far he's the first original mutant like he was the first mutant born so he's the strongest of all of them. And he's always been, you know, in the X-Men comics, he's been, you know, the main antagonist for most, you know, for the last 20, 30 years. So, so his just... power
0: was just being stronger than everyone? His like... power was
1: just being born to be in the first but mutant. But can he,
0: like, shoot lasers out of his eyes like well, Cyclops? Well,
1: what his p- abilities are, he has telekinesis powers. Okay. And he has the ability to... Like uh, morph into anything he wants, okay, so metal or human. So he's got
0: he's got Mystique powers. He's got Professor X powers.
1: Pretty much, and that pretty much would make. And he has like two, he's super strong. So he pretty much has the combination of like the three strongest mutants okay. powers put together in his one power. Can practice.
0: he heal like Wolverine?
1: Uh, he can't really be hurt that often so he doesn't need he's, to yeah he doesn't really have a he doesn't need a healing flag. he does have like kind of like a hyperbolic chamber he does rest in okay that which does heal him and his suit that he wears also protects him from most damages but yeah he doesn't really get hurt that often
0: so he's not a titan or a god necessarily
1: well they're they're you know like that's thanos, what he thinks he is that we he know thinks he's a god like yeah. he thinks he well thanos is you know he's, he's a titan i don't think he's really a god but uh yeah they're both come, come from kind of the same like bloodline they're both really strong really bad and really hard to defeat
0: yeah so don't mess around with them basically yeah okay so x-men apocalypse new people in this movie we have sansa stark mm-hmm. coming in i don't know her actress's name but she's a ginger she looks very talented uh we have Play young jean gray young jean gray we have a guy who was in a young actor who's in this last se- two seasons ago at justified he was also in the movie mud with matthew McConaughey, and reese witherspoon and sam Shepard. i think you should check it out it is on netflix a good young, young up-and-coming actor and he's boyfriend basically i don't know if they get to get in the movie I, I don't know if they're going to be but cause they're, i know
1: they are kids in this one i don't know if they're going to be they're yeah, probably hint at some her story.
0: eventual yeah. mate in in cyclops yep. obviously is Hugh Jackman back
1: he hasn't confirmed if there's going to be a cameo but Let's all just assume that there will
0: probably Oh, but be a more cameo. of a cameo. So yeah, this he's is not more, gonna be, yeah, he's not going to be a... F- this is Michael Fossenbender. Mm-hmm. This is... Um, this
1: is the last sign-up for Fossenbender. Uh, James McAvoy,
0: Jennifer Lawrence. And Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Okay, so a lot of the first class is really their finished movie of the first class actors. So it looks pretty good. I think the sad part here is that Oscar Isaac, which I've talked about most violent year, I've talked about this early in the podcast, even when we were doing the Mat- Matador Fantasy Football Podcast. Shout out to Cal State Norchers and them for giving us the start. Um, great actor. Oscar Isaac, I mean, I know him from Robin Hood. He was in Ex Machina. He's um, he's coming out in the new Star Wars as Poe Dameron, basically taking over as Han Forgetting Solo.
1: Daniel Lewis, the Coen Brothers movie, that was great.
0: Uh, Inside Lewin Davies. Oh, is
1: that I'm sorry, yeah,
0: that's what it's called. But yeah, he was he was a good actor in that, and um, the guy is just really talented, man. He was also in that Born Legacy. Ah. He had a small part in that. He's one of the Asians, so he's a Nicaraguan, I believe. Hmm. Um, so you're gonna start. You're gonna hear that name soon, especially when Star Wars comes out. Yeah,
1: Star Wars and X Men. It's kind of a huge Shoppy point for you. Exactly. He is
0: playing Apocalypse, and I gotta tell you, you know, it, it does look kind of like the comic book versions did, like the animated versions. But I was hoping that this would be grounded a little bit more realism. You know, why hide an actor like that so people can't let him do his thing? But he does look like he's gonna have the big mask and whatnot. So he will look a little comic booky.
1: I, like when I when I saw him, I, you know his his actual costume looks pretty great. I think that they stay on point with that. But yeah, when he it comes to the it comes to like this head apparatus that he's wearing in the comic, he just has a couple of these tubes that go like around his neck and stuff. But they actually put this whole apparatus around his head. Yeah, I kind of also am feeling not really feeling that. I think that you should just make him blue and bald and show off uh, Oscar Isaacs. I mean, show like his actual talent. Yeah. It's kind of like when they hid. Tom Hardy as Bane and you know it's hard to understand those, yeah. some of those lines he was delivering he was doing such a great job but you know it's tough to see through that you know mask
0: so it was another example of Brian Singer just being meh
1: yeah just, <laughs> meh, yeah. <laughs> not really,
0: just whatever his movies. Usual suspects is still the best movie he's made.
1: I mean, we could talk about a Superman movie that just Awful. fell flat. Poor so. Brandon Ruth right now, dude. Yeah, I mean Brandon well, Ruth, Whatever acting okay. class brought, you're teaching
0: back... or yoga class you're teaching at a uh, some workout place in LA. Like I hope just hopefully well, no, you saved no, your no, money he, bro he's
1: landing back with Warner Brothers, he's back in superheroes. He's getting his own show now. Spinoff really? of Arrow. Oh, yeah. he was in Samara. He was uh he was played the Atom in yep. Arrow and now he's getting a spin off show called The Heroes of Tomorrow.
0: Okay, is, is Adam anything to do with the Black Adam that The Rock
1: is going to play? No, no, no. That's different. Different, that's different people.
0: Do they ever cross paths?
1: I mean, we'll probably never see it since it's going to be on screen, but yeah, in the comic world. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that makes sense. The CW, which, you know, for me, it's not really my cup of taste, but for people like you who are from Arizona <laughs> and eat Little Caesars. We, deserve, we determine that. I'm you, not from Arizona. You're not. From, we don't know, though. That's the thing. Okay, Miguel's Felix, his upbringing, his intro into the world, we don't know exactly. Mystery. He might be a secret agent. He might be a mutant. He might be an alien who's been hanging out with me thinking, oh, I want to learn about the coolest, most American, uh, stubbornest American in the the space universe, and I want to possibly let him be the next Green Lantern. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping, like, you know, 20th birthday, I'd be like, hey, dude, you want to be the next Green Lantern? I, I we'll put see. you up we'll for a if vote. We'll
1: see you up for the Lantern Corps. I put
0: you up for a vote, and they said it was cool. That or the League of Shadows would be okay, bro, if you want to do that. Okay, so wrapping up, <laughs> we're talking about Comic-Con. Miguel, you like Comic-Con, right? I love Comic-Con. He loves Comic-Con, you like movies too, right? Oh, I love movies. Do you like sports?
1: I love sports. So you
0: like sports, you like entertainment, and you like talking? Oh, yeah. So you're probably a pretty big fan of The chess Show, huh?
1: uh number one fan i believe you're the number one fan
0: i'm the number one fan i think i'm i think i have to be the number one fan you're on the
1: show that doesn't that doesn't count
0: but i'm a very big fan i I always (laughs) tell myself you're doing a great job man i'm just playing i'm not but uh
1: i mean i see you guys in the mirror he's always talking to himself i'm the best i am number one at podcasts no i mean it's it's i'm number
0: one podcast specifically on soundcloud that talk about (laughs) sports entertainment and talk and that are based in Northridge, california so in that that very small i missed out on that i must have walked out in that very small little area right there then yes i would call myself one of the best. Luckily, I can only be that because I have great co hosts like Ernesto Casillas when he's on talking sports. I have you on we come talk to some movies, you know, Miguel Felix, uh, Brooks Heatherly, which has been a fan. He comes on sometimes. And also, each of the people that I've interviewed from actors to Sean Summers to Justin Brera, a writer, to Mike Bagood, a producer on Shark Tank, to pro video game players and Abraham Satello to Jay Morris, assistant coaches for Nevada basketball and previously Cal State Northridge. So it's the great people that we have on this show that really give us the opportunity. The guys from Fanape.com, check them out on, on uh, SoundCloud. Cloud on Twitter, FanApe1 on Twitter, SoundCloud.com, FanApe, um, you know, it's you have quality people around you, you can talk about quality things, oh, you know, yeah. it does it's help the to- company you keep. Yeah, it does help to have a moderately okay voice and uh, some charm, you know, from watching enough movies that uh, that taught me how to act, but Suicide Squad. Batman uh, versus Superman. Well,
1: we can safe to say that that's what you're most excited about of the ones we talked about today. Suicide Squad is yours. Yes, your-
0: I had no idea that it was going to look like that. For me, the combination of realism and darkness in that superhero format, I'm pretty excited. Well, I mean, I, th-
1: I mean, I think the DC for- universe is kind of molding towards like that kind of like more darker tones because Marvel always has been more of the you know family friendly you know, more jokes here and there. It yeah. still has got some dark moments, but they, that's why know. it
0: makes more money though. It's more universal. Yeah. yeah parents I don't agree. have to worry about taking their kids to watch. And that's the last thing they want to do is pay 13 yeah, bucks. I, I don't
1: know if so many kids are gonna be running to see suicide squad. or parents are gonna let them run? Well, to when see I was it.
0: a kid, I would have definitely been seeing that, but you know me. Um, but one thing I have to say too, which I'm glad I, you said that we brought that up again, is because Will Smith, Okay, uh, he played yeah. a bad guy in *Winter's Tale*. I thought he did a great job. Okay. I'm kind of tired of him as the really nice guy. Okay. You know, the, as the fresh prince from Bel Air. Like, be less fresh, <laughs> be more of a knight, not a prince. I feel like he's
1: a little older now, so he's not as fresh as yeah, more. Get
0: a little pissed off, man. You're older, you yeah. know. I remember you don't...
1: *After Earth*? That was that was not good.
0: Exactly. *After Earth* was awful, dude. Eight pounds or seven pounds, whatever. It was too many pounds. And um, even with Woody Harrelson, it wasn't a good enough movie. But this one. He's pissed off. He's playing mm-hmm. a bad guy. He's probably going to sacrifice himself. Well, a little or...
1: bit but on Deadshot. Dead I mean, he's the reason why he's doing what he's doing is because his daughter is sick. Okay, and so he's that, like There's Ant-Man. a backstory. Yeah, there's a little bit of backstory to why he's an assassin. He's doing it because he's trying to... He, he stays away from his daughter because he realizes he brings nothing but bad towards her, but he sends her money. That That's what the whole point is. So deep down, he's not... Totally a bad guy.
0: He's not totally a bad guy. He's in the gray. He's like every other human being. Yeah, it exactly. all depends on the situation, the point of view of the decision extent, that you're yeah, going to make.
1: You push to a point. You have you you make these choices.
0: Exactly. Know? So when you force me to make great pickups in fantasy, I'm going to win championships. It's just how it goes. When we play Madden, you know, you force me to step it up. I'm going to throw it a circle. I'm going to throw around a Randall cobb and throw a touchdown.
1: I'm going to open challenge, guys. Someone take this guy down in Madden. I, I'm pretty State good right at Madden.
0: Down. You know, the sad part would be that half the people listening probably don't know enough about Madden to know what we're talking about, That's the circles true. and whatnot. But those are the buttons. <laughs> Anyways, today today this is the set show at the set show on Twitter, SoundCloud.com, the set show. My name is Connor Folk, just a man who thought you know being a ninja and a superhero probably wouldn't work out at least not here in Los Angeles, because I can't afford it. So I thought, why not start a podcast about sports and movies and have good people on it? Today was Miguel Felix, talked about movies, talked about Comic-Con, his experience at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Comic-Con's still going, it's, no, it just ended. It ended on Sunday. Ended on Sunday. You can check them out, hashtag SDCC. check them out at San Diego Comic-Con on Twitter, SoundCloud, they're basically going to everything. Check us out, like I said, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on Facebook. Each week, you know, when good movies or TV come out, I try to, you know, post something with a picture to say, hey, you should check this out. Basically, you know, for me, one of the things of life is wasting time. You know, it's when you waste time and you just go eat a pizza because you're bored. Instead of eating that pizza, instead of go spending some money on things that you shouldn't because you're bored, listen to a podcast and maybe go watch a movie with your friends and family that you haven't done. You know, maybe go check out this athlete. Like, oh, this person actually seems like a cool guy, like a cool American, like Connor Falk. Maybe you think, hey, I need to know more about going to San Diego Comic Con. Maybe my kid would really like to go next year. Now I listen to this podcast, I know about it. So, first, I would say you're welcome. Secondly, I would say thank you for the opportunity to let me talk about this, and thank you for listening. Miguel, thank you for coming on, my friend. Always a pleasure. You're probably one of the coolest people I know that are named Miguel and Felix, like (laughs) Felix the Cat. Hey, three first names. What can I say? Three first names. SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook. This is Connor Falk. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful evening and a pretty good morning the next day as well.